0: Welcome back to the Young and Adulting Podcast. If we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name is Natalie and I'm here with a dear friend and the shenanigan queen, yes. Pastor Lisa
1: Duvall. I love it, I love it. Thank you for calling me my true title. It is, shenanigan it queen. is.
0: We're so excited to be diving into mm-hmm. our conversation today. But for our listeners who aren't sure who you are, Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am if I hope that everyone can hear my southern accent. I am a girl oh, yes. from the South. I have a long line and history of country people. Um also known as rednecks. And um so I've been married twenty eight years to my husband James, Pastor James Duval for 28 years three kids two grand dogs one grand cat that we're not you know we're not cat people but we're trying to love her anyway and then um we've been in ministry for 30 years 24 it's debatable 23 24 years here at christ fellowship because we had one year away from here but we came back so I love that you always have to come home
0: that's right that's amazing and I know about you that you are a guru if you will about Mm -hmm. the Enneagram different personality Mm -hmm. assessments and how these tools are so helpful to our leadership and our life and I'm just curious how did you stumble upon the Enneagram or become passionate about these?
1: That's a good question. So I actually in my late 20s, so in this young adult um, age and space space that you guys, um, all our listeners are in, started a journey of my identity. And so this has been my story, my spiritual journey of understanding who I am in Christ, but really it was an identity journey. So I actually ate up any assessment, not just Enneagram. So spiritual assessments, EQI, uh, personality tools ancestry.com that's an assessment okay. of my DNA because I, you, there's a lot a lot going on there and so um, psychological testings a lot of one-on-one inner healing and a lot of money in counseling to actually ind- look in myself yeah. to really look in, at my um, how God had wired me and that. yeah so with that said, I actually um, became interested of course at, at MBTI which is Myers-briggs mm-hmm. um, assessment a psychological assessment which is really cool. And then, and I'm certified in that, but I'm also certified in Enneagram because it is actually a little bit um, a deeper dive and there's some implications in spiritual formation that I found to be very helpful right. for me with um, Enneagram. And um, that's usually, um, any coaching I do is with Enneagram. It isn't actually have with MBTI. so. So that's how I kind of got in that world. So I love the Enneagram, but I actually love any tool that's gonna help me take a look inside and grow um, in ways God wants me to grow.
0: That's great, and what ways have you found it helpful, like practically, what you mentioned, your spiritual Mm -hmm. walk, daily life, and how can our listeners as
1: well find it helpful? That's good, yeah. Actually, Enneagram is a tool of empathy. It's a, Mm. a tool for you to have empathy for yourself. Wow, and for others, because we are a little bit crazy. I don't yeah. know about anybody else. But I'm a little bit crazy. And I understand myself and don't understand people I live with like my husband, mm-hmm. you know, so this has been great and a relational tool for me to build in relationship with um, coworkers, with family That's understanding great. my kids. Um, but it really allows us to know why it's a tool of motivation of why we do what we do and why other people do what they do. Mm-hmm. And we understand that we actually have empathy for them. And for ourselves to go That's why I'm so um, passionate about people. I love people. Um, My husband is, I will get to that, but he's Enneagram 8, so he's very passionate, a lot of energy, and um, can be, you know, hard to handle sometimes, but that explains, that's the way God's wired him. So I have, I like leverage that. So that is, um, if you're brave enough, Mm. if anyone's brave enough to use the Enneagram for a growth tool, it will uncover things in your life and in your leadership. Wow and even maybe some spiritual hangups that we have that God wants to deal with us on. Only if you're ready to do that, though. You have to Incredible. be ready, yeah. So if
0: we feel brave enough today, I'd you, love for you to walk us through just an overview of the Enneagram, the different types, mm-hmm. and you know, speak to our audience of what might they be typed as? And what does that mean for them? Okay.
1: Well, I first want to start because sometimes there's, there are some confusions about Enneagram. Number one, you look at the construct and the, and then you say, this is a, a satanic symbol. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, I just want to address the, um, structure of it r- right. right away and how it, um, connects with the Bible and all that. Cause there's a lot of controversy around that. So I have given some resource, for listeners to check that out if you're theologically bound up about it. So I don't I'm not going to discuss that today, but it'll be good for you to hear that. But what I say about it and as we approach what these numbers are and types are, if you are listening more to Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, any kind of tool or assessment more and you're more familiar with that, then you are God's word or hearing the word God's voice in your heart through the Holy Spirit. That's great you have a bigger problem than no. the Enneagram. You need to set the Enneagram, any kind of assessment aside, any kind of tool of self-awareness aside. So, but with that said, um, there are other, also before we go through, just make sure yeah. we're all on the same page, is it actually isn't a tool, it isn't a weapon. Hmm. So we don't weaponize it. We don't uh, make coarse jokes about someone being, oh, you're, all two and codependent, that would right. be mean and not nice. Nor would we say that a eight is um, a bully and hates everyone, that that would also be mean. So so mm-hmm. it's not a weapon, it's a tool of empathy. The other thing I think that's important about it is it actually isn't a crutch to be wow. what you, whatever the shadow sides of yes. yourself are. It's like, hey, I'm gonna live in the land because this is the way I'm created. And so I don't have to grow, I don't have to be better. That would be so. So with right. that said, are you ready to jump in? I'm ready, I'm okay. ready. So I thought there are probably some listeners who are very familiar with Enneagram. So I was going, what can I give people who are familiar? So the way I'm gonna go through these numbers is gonna be a little bit of a double click for somebody who may not know it. So there are, Enneagram is layers of three, uh, lots mm-hmm. of layers of three, it's very complex. And so one of the first layers is that there are three different centers of intelligence. So all nine numbers divided by three, guess what? That's three, wow. uh-huh. So, um, so there's heart head. And um, I say hand, some people say body, whatever. So but I like all h's heart, head, Mm -hmm. hand. So these are the way people process information through their Mm -hmm. heart, through their head, or through their hand through their body through their instinct. So when you fall in those categories, it kind of lets you know, where are you leaning to? So if I know that I'm dealing with someone who's in the body triad, then I know they're going to be more instinctive. If their heart they're probably going to be more emotion forward thinking of other people head they're going to have to process information that's going to be important as we kind of go through these because it helps us know another layer of that so okay so with that said we're going to start with the heart great so the heart is so we're actually not going to start with one which really could drive a one crazy okay because ones like to like to do things the right way so this is really gonna mess with them but so we're going to start with the twos because we're starting in the heart triad Mm -hmm. emotion people emotion based people so I love the two because I'm a two. Yes. So that's why I also want to start with two. They are the helper. They sense needs of people. They read a room. They feel a room. They're highly empathic people. So they, they're gonna you're gonna when you talk to a two, you're gonna feel like you're taken care of. They're probably gonna get you mm. a coffee before you even know you need one. Um I love that. they can be a little bit smothering. Hmm. Um they feel like everyone needs help, so they may um you may feel a sense of smothered by a two, um, I actually ask a way that I grow is I say to my kids, now, is this a smothering thing? I would like to help you. Wow! And they're like, yes, you are smothering me. And I'm like, then I would just like to coach you in a couple of things. Hmm. So, um, but anyway, uh, they they actually feel loved because this is the heart. They feel loved and feel valued by being able to help people. Wow. What they can get sideways on is we know that's not the way you're actually loved, right? Right. So that's the helper. So the heart, the third three, the achiever. Now all of these are named different things. I'm naming I've, I'm going with the names that I love best, but Enneagram calls them all different. They're whoever's talking about it, they could call right. them the helper. But I'm um, the three the achiever. the su- successful person. Um, they are driven by success. Mm-hmm. They feel loved when they're successful. Wow. Yeah. So they are called the chameleon of the Enneagram because they can adapt and pivot to whatever the room needs. So often um, you'll see three leaders who can feel a room and take it to a different place if it's not the temperature they want it to be. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They're also called the politician of the Enneagram because their struggle is deceit. So they can spend anything and make it sound fabulous. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so they're pretty amazing people. They're great leaders, lots of energy and um the cool thing about them is they are one of the three on the enneagram that have the most energy so three sevens and eights have the most energy so three sevens and eights if you're listening you need to be mindful not everyone has the energy that you have so if everyone's sleeping on the couch you're pushing too hard so uh you guys know a possible three in your midst which is it's up for debate which I don't know, but um, Pastor Carissa Barden—not uh, Barden—I call her that. I call everyone by their main name. No, no offense, Cole. Um, but she is. She says she's not a three. She's in. She's debating which number she is. I say she has yeah. some tendencies of so three. So threes maybe be hard to find
0: because they are that chameleon and change.
1: They could. It could be confusing. There are other layers to the enneagram that cause you to mistype or not understand what your type is. Uh, which probably not even going to get into that because it's so complex but the truth is you actually um yeah there's she has some tendencies she's a great you can see her commanding on a platform she she can um take the room to a place and she can feel things but she is she thinks she's possibly an eight which we'll talk about that in a minute but yeah just throwing her under the bus since she's not here (laughs) so yeah so that's the three okay for the creative individualist the mm. truth is there nobody like them on the planet because they're individualists. They they want their love they want to feel love and they feel loved when they are unique. There's no one love. quite like them. And if you have two fours in the room, they probably say the other person isn't truly cannot be a four. Because they're the only person that could be just like them. So, um, but they are uh, they demonstrate the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Mm. So just excited and then completely depressed all within five minutes. Wow. So and they'll take you there. They're completely comfortable with pain and um, suffering. They can articulate and identify with people. So they're great listeners wow. for that. But um, they can stay in a place of being forlorn longer than anyone else can really handle it sometimes. Right. So they're not really in corporations like the tool that I'm a, um, certified in with Enneagram. There's not many fours on that because it's a corporate tool. Hmm. And they're not in the corporate world. So, yeah, because it just cannot really be um, pinned into to wow. structure. So. But they articulate the beauty of um, God's love for us and nature for us. And so I kind of like to think that David was a four because yeah. if you read the Psalms, you can see that he's like all over the place and just woe is me to like, oh, dancing naked before the Lord. Yep. Here we are. Here we are. So, yeah. So um, the unique thing about fours is that they always feel like they're missing something. Hmm. So they're always looking for something that like, I, I know there's something missing in my life. And that, so they have a, their struggle or sin is envy because, and they're not necessarily envious of other people. They're just going, I feel like there's something there um, wow. that there's more for me. So that's the, so that's all the heart. So we've talked about two, three, and four in the heart triad. Now we're about to move to the head. And so five is the, um, I like the uh, terminology, the quiet specialist. And so your um, fearless leader, Pastor Ryan McDermott, yes. is a five. And he is the, I think he is like a textbook five. So if you're like, what does a five mm. look like? Um, so these are very studious people. They're intellectual, highly intellectual people. Most of them are introverts, which is very confusing with like a Pastor Ryan, like how can you get on the platform? Well, he, no. he, would, um, he would gain energy from that, but not necessarily always hanging out people because fives reserve their struggle and their sin is greed, and it's not like greed, like I want all the money, I want all the things. It's reserving their energy and emotional bandwidth because they actually are not real in touch with emotions. They don't seem wow. very emotional. Um, they stay, seem pretty steady, which would be true of Pastor Ron. You can see he contains himself mm-hmm. very well, yeah. Um, if the five chooses you as a friend, you are a special person. Wow because they um, actually have thought out all the scenarios of like what it's gonna be that they're gonna have to give to you, what kind of energy they're gonna have to give to you to be your friend. Yeah. And if you exhaust them, you're probably not gonna be their friend. So that's that's amazing. A, yeah. So they are great. For, like um, actually, my husband will text um, Pastor Ryan and say, hey, I'm in New York. Um, do you know of a restaurant near 42nd Street? And he's like, yes, I got five and he'll have them best-rated, re- yes, yeah, so they're like a wealth of information, um, uh, so you definitely want to be hanging out with them, but they can be a little bit detached, so, um, but I think this is where the tool of empathy, empathy comes from, because mm-hmm. if you didn't feel a lot of warmth for imp- a Pastor Ryan or a Five, you may go, they're not very warm, or they're not e- emoting emotion. Right. Well, that's not because they're tr- they're rude, that's because they just aren't real connected to that, and that you can actually yeah. appreciate their gifting is in other things, and so, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I love that. So okay. Pastor
0: Ryan helped us on our Seattle vacation. He gave us- See? A long list of recommendations. It was great.
1: Yeah. That love is that. awesome. It is very cool. So in the head, since we're in the triads, the center of intelligence, in the head, they're thinking, their brains are used for why. Why? Hmm. So they could be quite annoying, not Pastor Ryan, but other fives that would ask a lot of questions why. They need hmm. to know the why behind anything. So. Again, tool of empathy. You can go, that's really annoying or no, that's how they process information. And they need that from wow. me. Um, actually, James leads differently with Ryan and that he needs to process and ask why. So he's has patience and um, and would go the distance with that. So, right. okay. So the next is the loyalist. Um, that's the six type six. Um, These people have a lot of doubt going on in their head. Mm -hmm. Um, They are known as the threat assessors of the world. So um, they probably are packing some things on an airplane that you wouldn't pack. Mm -hmm. Um, They probably have um, resources available to whatever could go wrong. I would say that I needed a mom like this in my life when I was, um, when I was raising my kids little, cause I was never the person with the extra snacks and the, these people do mm-hmm. they, they're prepared for anything. So, um, they actually are great troubleshooters because they think out lots of different scenarios
0: right.
1: and, and can be prepared for that. The coolest thing about the sixes, which I think is about all of the numbers on Enneagram. There is another subset, another layer of three, which are called subtypes. We're not going to get into, but mm-hmm. the cool thing about this one is these guys, sixes are fear based. And there's a type of six that actually fights fear with going into fear. I mean, like just aggressive against, so they they're the cliff divers. They're probably Navy seals that they have this fear in them. But instead of being fearful, they just run into the face of fear. And so, so then, which lets you know that that's why you can mistype people is because a a social six would, um, one-on-one six would uh, be very brave, be a warrior, but you wouldn't go well. He couldn't be a six because he's so strong. Well, because sixes are fearful. Well, that would be a mistype. That's why people would mistype them maybe as mm-hmm. an eight. That's why the, um, types get confusing. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I don't know anyone in y'all's world in oh, young adult world. I this do. is
0: oh who? Casey Boyd <gasps> behind the camera right now. is
1: <laughs> behind six. I love sixes. Yeah, they're actually very loyal people. That's why they're called mm-hmm. the loyal the loyalist. The only problem is that they actually, as they look at leadership, authority matters to them. But if authority goes sideways on them, they'll be the first to stage a coup. Wow. Yes. So they will, they will rally troops because they, they find security in authority. But they are mm-hmm. always testing it and poking holes in it to see if it's really what it's supposed to be. So um, I actually have an experience with the six that didn't go well. So I, you want to think and make sure that you've got all your P's and Q's together with those guys yeah okay so the last number in the head which is the seven so the enthusiasts. they are Ooh. known as the peter pan of the enneagram because they are forever young they <laughs> are a awesome. lot of fun um super fun they actually are in their head um i actually i mentioned fives were about they asked the question why mm-hmm. six are threat assessing that's how they use their head sevens actually are going what's the next adventure Wow. They are up for adventure. So someone that I know that we all love and I think is amazing is Pastor Stephen Robinson is a seven. Mm. So he is unique in that he actually loves, you're going to love this because he's an amazing worship leader at Christ Fellowship. Yeah. One of my favorite worship leaders outside of my husband. But he can actually, he loves taking people on a journey that he's already been on. And in worship, I always can tell he's already preceded us in worship before he gets well, on the platform because he's actually experienced God and then he's excited to take someone else on the adventure. And he and I have talked it's about so that. Cool. It's very cool, which is one of the reasons why I think sevens make great worship leaders. But um, they are, um, they are, um, they actually hate pain. They don't mm-hmm. want to talk about pain, anything painful. I can't imagine a seven and a four ever marrying each other. I just can't yeah. see because fours are so familiar with pain and suffering. And I can't imagine a seven would want to hear much of that. But um, so they're they're pretty cool. They can seem very random, like they're ready to move on. If it's painful, they're ready to move on. If they just conquered something, they have a hard time just celebrating it. They're on to the next adventure. They just had a great breakfast. They're wanting to know what they're eating for lunch. That's great. Yeah, they're um, but they are actually a very calculated spontaneity to them. Mm. So they seem random or like they're very spontaneous and they haven't thought through things. Not true. They're in the head triad. They've actually calculated it, and the truth is they've calculated it faster than you could. Wow. So they're very in their head. They're very um, synthesizers of information and data. So they move pretty quick. They're pretty cool people. Um, so. We're ready to go to the um, body, the hand. Okay. Are you? Last ready? one. This is the last triad. So we're in eight, nine, and one. And this is the hand, the instinctive center of intelligence. So now we're to one of my favorite numbers on the Enneagram, which is the eight. You have to say that. I have to yeah. say that because <laughs> these guys are called the challenger. This is my husband, mm-hmm. James. They are best described as a marshmallow okay, wrapped in bob wire perfect big heart soft heart but they're gonna get hurt getting next to them because they are they are challengers they like to challenge everything you say and so if you have someone in your life that's like you say you know i'm like i know james loves chick-fil-a but if someone's like chick-fil-a has the best chicken he's like that's not true And you're like oh my gosh i know you love chick-fil-a you're just arguing it because you want to challenge everything so they're quite annoying but uh, they're a lot of fun so um actually the cool thing is there is a whole there's Um, numbers and data on what numbers usually end up together as far as romantic relationships and Hmm. eight and twos tend to find each other, which is actually true of Tyler and Tara gay. They are eight and a two and they found each other and friendships, um, um, tend to find each other that way. But these guys are actually movers shakers. They Hmm. are again, one of the most energetic on the Enneagram. They get things done. Um, emotions cannot get in their way. They do not have time for that. Mm -hmm. Um, that you if you encounter an unhealthy eight, Hmm. you will know it right away. They're pretty loud. Um, Their flaws, uh, unlike uh, other numbers on the Enneagram, when you're not very aware of yourself, it's kind of hidden like something's not right. Well, with the eight when they're not um, aware of their shadow side, it's really it's a little ugly. It can get loud. So so that's the eight. Um, Nine is the peacemaker. So I love nines. You love (laughs) nines. They're so they're they're awesome. They are they're actually it's very interesting. They are hidden workaholics. Would you find that to be true for you? Yes. Okay. so you wouldn't think because they're so gentle and kind and seem like they have space and time for everything because they identify with everyone. They actually would if you were navigating a conflict, you would identify with me. If, Mm -hmm. If I was in a conflict with James and you were talking to James, you would identify with him and you would actually not you would neither of us, both of us would think you were on our side because you actually understand all sides, which does put you in a bit of a place of having to make a decision may possibly be hard for you sometimes. Oh, yes, very
0: indecisive.
1: Yeah, so would you say it's true that you, um, when you run out of energy, you don't bounce back? Yeah. Yep. So, wow! Yeah, I'm learning so much about yeah, myself. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> we can move on. to the yeah, next that's one. that's
1: right. So um, nines do get exhausted physically. They probably on the enneagram are the, have the least amount of energy, meaning that hmm. you can sometimes you hit a low and you can bounce back. These guys don't bounce back. They go right into their PJs or yep. they have lounge clothes. Oh yeah, they have best snacks and they uh, they veg out on Netflix for sounds good. A couple of days. So yeah, that's you. Yeah, but they are they are called the sweetheart of the Enneagram for a reason, Ooh. because they are sweethearts, yeah. So so ones, we haven't forgotten about you. The last number in the um, instinctive, the hand body type, which is ones are the perfectionists. Hmm. If you want something done right, and in great detail, you want a one, but they can be a little rigid. Um, uh, they're not so flexible, because the order that which they do things are the way that things should be done. I am a two with a wing one. And so I identify Mm. a lot with that. So, um, they are, uh, they are, um, they're in their body, meaning so body, like uh, when I talked about heart and head and body eights are action oriented. They're like, Mm. they're not going to think much. They're going to move. They synthesize information quickly. Nines are actually inactive. They're more, Mm. um, their, um, animal totem is a sloth. love that Uh, yeah they're just they're slow moving and so um but ones are action oriented to get things right so they can walk Mm -hmm. in a room and go that plant's not in the right place there's a piece of trash on the floor and no one dusted this countertop and this all needs to be done so they actually see those kind of things and want to perfect things in the world so they're amazing um take charge people but they're highly moral people, Um, very integrous, but that integrity um, is not just for them, it's for everyone around them. So they would expect everyone would hold that same standard. And So yeah, so of the Enneagram ones have the large the loudest inner critic. I think this is important to know, because if you have anyone in your life, again, tool of empathy, people in my life that are one. Feedback for them should be very gentle right? (laughs) because they have already hammered themselves at one side down the other. So just being mindful. And I think that ending with a one is great because um, knowing that about ones, how we would handle or how interact with a one, especially if I had a kid who was one, a team, um, someone on my team that was a one or a family member was a one that I would be very careful to critique them because it would probably be pretty devastating Mm. to them. So. So, those are all the nine numbers. That's amazing. Try to get through it pretty quickly. That was a brilliant summary. Good, good, good. And I know there's
0: so much more. Yeah. I mean, you've done so mm-hmm. much study in each of these types. So, for someone listening mm-hmm. who's like, okay, I have this overview, I don't know what type I am, what advice would you have for them
1: if they want to take a deeper dive? Well, I have include. There will be some note, uh, a link that you can take a free Great. assessment. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you take assessments and you show up with three numbers. Um, or you're, mm-hmm. or you're, you would read those things and go, "What is what's most like me? What do I identify most with?" Um, actually, if you go to the shadow side or the weakness side of them and you're really uncomfortable with all of that, that's probably Mm -hmm. your number. So yeah. So that'll be an indicator if you're really excited about who you are. Only sevens are the only people that are excited about who they really are. Everyone wants to be Peter Pan. So yeah. yeah. But um, I would say it's what you identify with, um, what resonates with you, where you've seen those kind of challenges in your life or strengths in your life. That you would go um, at the end of the day. There's a lot of um, thoughts on assessments, and that assessments right. aren't great. So I think it, at the end of the day, you read, you identify. That is really who I am. So Carissa, she can make the decision: mm-hmm. is she a three or is she an eight? I don't know. Right. So, but anyway, she she would go whatever she resonates most with is what she is. Yeah. I love that. And you
0: briefly mentioned there are wings and subtypes. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to say about that today?
1: Um, I think. Uh, for people who want to jump into the next, if you if you're going, I want to grow, I want to see this as a tool in my life to actually uncover some things, just identifying your core type is great. But there are ways I like to think of the Enneagram as a color wheel that has like Hmm. all different shades of blue, all different shades of red. So if you're, we know, as believers, God has fearfully and wonderfully made us. Right. And so there's no two numbers just alike. Right. So again, if you're trying to like box people into stuff, that's why some people who will remain nameless in this room um, who have, are skeptics of the Enneagram, it's because you don't want to box people into things. Right. Yeah. So, But the cool thing about there's multiple layers of three that actually make how a seven, two sevens, could look totally different and that Mm -hmm. is subtypes which you mentioned which if we want to talk about this later and um young adults podcast we can do that part two that would be a great place to start which is actually the most important next thing you should know Mm. most people go oh my wing is the next thing i need to know actually i i believe your subtype is actually the next thing that would help separate you from all other twos or all other eights or whatever so then um so can't get into that but that is a layer that's really cool yeah the next one you mentioned is wings which is great is like knowing now what makes me crazy and lets me know someone doesn't know what they're talking about is when they say i'm an eight with a three wing that can't be you can't have an. Eight. you can't be an eight with a three wing you have your eight with a seven wing because seven's right beside it right. or a nine so you are whatever your core number is a wing is what's either to the left or to the right of that whichever one you identify most with great. so for example i'm a two i identify with one And uh, as my wing, I do have some three in me. You can see it come out, but I'm most dominantly two with the one wing. Then I think the cool thing about another way that this is a tool of growth is, you know, the lines that make it look like a crazy pentagram. Mm -hmm. Those are ways that you actually grow. And um, so those are lines of integration. Um, And I'll just touch on that because I think to me, it's one of the cool things to know. And I'll use my number as an example so you can actually understand. So two is connected to eight. And it's mm-hmm. connected to four, so you got it. So you, it's in your brain. You can go those line, line here. So every number has it's connected to something. So if I go back, two goes back to eight. That's when I'm under stress. I mm. fall back into the low side of eight, which isn't cute for a two. People are yeah. usually shocked when I get controlling, bossy, and direct. And so yeah. that that is an indicator. And this is how it's a tool of growth is when that happens, that's a red flag for me. Wow, Lisa, something's going on, that you've gone to the low side of eight, controlling, challenging, mean-spirited. So that would be, and and so I I do, when I start feeling that way, I'm going, what's going on around me? What do I need to shift? And that's when I go into, Holy Spirit, what's going on in my heart? Hmm. How do I want to treat people? How do I want to behave in this situation? But the four is, it's ahead of me, on the clock, mm-hmm. that means that's in a, and when release, I'm not in stress. I go to a very creative space and place. And yeah, I have words for and language around emotions and how yeah. God created me and all the fun, and I get real creative. So those are the lines of um, integration to go when you're stressed, you act like this. Right. And when you're, but the cool thing is, is because when you start really looking and growing, I will actually access the high parts of eight, which is yeah. decisive clear like I'm going to make this decision mm. it's non-emotional based it's a good decision for myself this is the best thing for me and I can walk and strengthen that because eights yeah. don't think about anything they just make decisions I ain't thinking they I mean they are thinking but you know they don't get encumbered by emotion right. like I do with the two so those are the lines of integration and I think I've covered enough right now so subtypes wings That's amazing lines of integration but there's a lot of ways to grow if you really want to grow and uh, get a right. double you know Just get a microscope on your life and behavior. It's a great tool for that.
0: That's amazing. I have one last question. Mm -hmm. What types
1: do you think Pastors Todd and Julie are? Okay, so this is stressful to me. So just so you know, you are not allowed to type people, you know. So this, I'm going to say that because you really shouldn't type people because it's really not, it's not kind, you know. But what I do when, pe- especially if people aren't huge on enneagram, mm-hmm. I'm not going to actually go. I know what you are, you know that kind of thing. But if I work under a leader, which of course I've served under Pastor Julie for years, I actually kind of in my brain, not publicly, go, I think I know what number she is. So I actually do a lot. I've did a lot of reading on what does this number like. To, what annoys them. Yeah. And so when I thought I knew what she was, and I stopped doing some things that annoy that number it was a little test. It worked. Because I that's could tell great. that at some points of tension in our leadership together were things that I was doing, that I hmm. needed to stop doing. So I think that's the cool thing that you can actually, you know, kind of type people in your head, but I not talk that. about it. So what that said, because I would never type anyone, of course. Um, I personally and I think um, Pastor, they both have said this out loud in public, so which is the other reason why I would say um, but that Pastor Julie is a three Mm-hmm. Which makes a lot of sense yeah. and um, and she is a very uh, get it done person. Uh, she has a lot of energy, actually more energy than I do as a two, which was great awareness mm-hmm. for me that I cannot sustain her pace. Well, and that doesn't make me a loser. that makes me not a three. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not graced for that kind of energy. Um, she also um, she also is um, they they, are the most efficient people on the Enneagram. They efficiently mm-hmm. get things done. Fast, quick, um, they will cut corners, but they, they they, know, and often she'll say, I have a more efficient way well, to do that. And I would actually lead with her. Is there any quicker way I can do this? Yes, I do have a quicker way you can do this. So that's, well, yep. Yeah. So um, all the beautiful things about three, I see in her, that's for sure. Pastor Todd has said that he's a seven. I believe this about him. I really believe this. He is he is forever young, he's a lot I of energy, that. again, but our senior leaders, guess what people? They got more energy than we even can. Oh, <laughs> they, if they true. really are a three and a seven, if that's really true, they got more energy than I can yeah. even keep up with, which is actually true, which I love that God has, I mean, they're visionary. Sevens are visionary. Right. You can see that with Pastor Todd, has great vision. Um, they're healthy mm. threes and sevens um, submitted to the Holy Spirit, and that's the cool thing is you can actually see what God has done in your life over right. the years. Well before anyone talked about the Enneagram, I can see, oh, God's done some things in me. But you can see the strength of three and seven in both of them. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So they're, they are actually, those two numbers are mover-shakers for sure. Um, which would explain a lot of the vision of Christ Fellowship. Right. More, better. Let's move on. Let's yeah. go. Let's take land. We got all. Everybody's got the energy. We mobilize a lot of people, and sevens actually inspire people, and yeah. you can see that with Pastor Todd. He gets up. He's like, we can. T-, and you're like, yeah. I need a nap yep. before we do it. <laughs> so, um, but following them for, you know, following them, serving them, James mm-hmm. and I for 20 plus years. Um, we can see that kind of tenacity right. with both of them and the beauty of all of that which are a lot of the reasons why we love yeah. love serving them serving with them so but i do feel like if they watch this listen to this that i hope i don't get in trouble I We'll up so. for you yeah 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 so <laughs> I, incredible yeah so that it's it's cool but i do think you can actually if people aren't down to typing you can kind of get in your head so you know how to lead with them better understand yeah. them better and make sure you don't do things that irritate them, like with eights, for example. Definitely. All the words I've been using right now would have been way too much for James Duval, So he would have been like, I could have used those in like a reduced form. So. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining
0: us today. Absolutely. I learned more about the Enneagram. I'm excited. I don't know my subtype, so that'll be my homework. We'll talk explore. about this after. Yes. So if you've been watching today or listening, you want to make sure you check out the notes in today's episode so you can access those resources mm-hmm. Pastor Lisa talked about. And I do want to give a little shout out because I know you and
1: Pastor James have a podcast as well that some mm-hmm. of our
0: listeners might want to subscribe to. Yeah.
1: Um Lively Last is our podcast. We're taking a little break this summer, but we're enjoying doing that together. Yeah. And yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Come check us out. We talk a little bit about Enneagram, but just how to Uh, live your life and uh, have a legacy that lasts, outlasts us. Yeah. I love
0: that. Well, thank you guys for joining us and we hope to see you back for our next episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7.30 PM on our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.